Hello there and welcome to the Blessed to Blessed podcast. My name is Rachelle and I am so excited to be getting into this episode with you. For this episode, we have a guest who's a really good friend of mine and I'm so grateful to have her on. We have a lot of good talks, a lot of real talks together, but we never got to record any of them. So this is the first, but definitely not the last. So stay tuned to this relationship Q&A series and I really hope you enjoy. my friends asked about boundaries what are some communication boundaries first when it comes to friends I think it depends on the person and to be honest before you set boundaries you kind of have to know yourself and what maybe will trigger your weaknesses or areas that you're working on and it's kind of something you have to pray about because my boundaries may look different than yours and all of them should be backed up by the word Um, I think that's also really important and something I shared on Instagram, like I did this short video on standards, boundaries, and expectations because I think, especially in our world right now where a lot is being thrown at us in terms of relationships, whether it's friendships or family or special relationships like movies and books and all these ideas and stuff, like it can get to our heads sometimes with how we how we view other people or how we want to communicate with them. So I think what you said is important where you have to know yourself. And Mm -hmm. for me, when you know your relationship with God, it's sort of like the boundaries come out of that. Like when you when you know him and you know his word, then the boundaries would sort of flow out of that. I think it's it's like you it's like you said, though. And, you know, the other day in church, we watched a video about John and Bevere and their family. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that when I set a boundary, when he was younger and he'd set a boundary with one of his friends, he'd always make sure it was not out of pride. Yeah. And that it was something to better both of them. And he said even when he would distance himself from one of his friends for whatever reason, he would still keep in touch with them and say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. You know, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm here for you if you need anything, even if they weren't even on talking terms. And I think that's there's a big line, a big line. It's not even a little line of what's actually pride and for your own well-being and basically harvesting unforgiveness in ourselves and actually going to the Holy Spirit and saying, how do I deal with a situation and how do you want me to respond to whatever conflicts happening? Wrong or be bad about myself. I'm just gonna cut them off, and that way I grow into flourish, whatever person I need to be. And I think it's kind of taken scripture out of context. And you know, living as Christ wants us to is more about how do I show Christ in this situation and kind of remove our feelings from it because if we're holding on to our feelings of how they make us feel then it's holding on to a seed of unforgiveness so i think no matter how we treat a situation or whatever boundaries we set we just need to make sure that we are in the right mind and it's not acting out of pride in that if tomorrow he told you to go buy that person a cup of coffee you could do it Wow. Yeah. I think... I just... Yeah. Yeah, that's 
really important too when you lean into the Holy Spirit and ask Him mm-hmm. to come because throughout life we all know how imperfect we are and how limited we are. And in the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, there's a, there's a lot of characteristics there that are really nice but hard to live out. And when it comes to boundaries and communicating with friends, we want to live that out, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness. But as you said, these boundaries also have to be within sort of like as like the relationship we have with God and for the better of, of both of us and out of the fruit of the spirit. I think that's where it comes out and where he helps us to do things that are hard. As you said, like being able to exactly. check up on people. Like right now, there are people I can say that I haven't really talked to in a while, but I do have those moments where it's like, I'm going to send them this thing or I'm going to ask how they are anyway, because the pride part does does get to us sometimes. And I think that's also really important. Um, but for another question related to this, I think, is how do you say no to friends in times you are too drained? So that's also related to boundaries in a way. But what do you think? I think that when someone's really your friend and that they are trying to build their relationship with Christ also, they should understand the meaning of rest. And especially when you're in the ministry, I know with my ministry friends, there's times where I may not be able to respond to a text for a while because I'm taking a few hours off or I'm spending some time with my family or, you know, maybe I'm spending some time with the Lord and they understand that. And I think it's one of those things that, again, you pray about it, how I need to respond, but then also you're not responsible for how they react to your boundary. As long as that boundary is being directed by the Holy Spirit and you can back it up by the word and it's not a get out of pride again, then it's not really your responsibility to make sure that they accept it perfectly. Because I think that it's, I know for me, I used to have a tendency where I wanted to make everybody happy around me. I wanted to be everybody's friend and I'm just a super friendly person. And that's just, that's how I am. But I remember one day I was, I was praying and the Lord kind of showed me, he was like, that's a pride. That's, that's pride in you. It's, and I was like, what? You know, like, how is it pride to want to make everybody happy and like make sure that everybody's on good terms and he was like because you're putting yourself above me in that situation and that really stuck with me and you know I've been working on that for a few years now but I have to make the choice to honor God with myself and others around me because if I choose to follow my feelings of, I don't want to hurt them or, oh, this, this, you know, all these different thoughts and things that can come at you. Overall, I have to choose to follow the word of God and the importance of rest, despite my feelings of wanting to make sure everybody around me wants to feel welcome or be friends with everybody or make sure everybody's happy. If I don't make sure my relationship with Christ is good and healthy and mature, then I am never going to be able to reach others around me the way I need to. And I won't have the energy to. Yeah, I found myself relating to that. And one of the things he also taught me about that was he's taking care of everyone. 
Like, yes. as much as I want to be there for them, and as you said, to make them feel welcome and to be their friend, I also had to learn to surrender them to God, where mm-hmm. He can use me to encourage them and comfort them, but He's ultimately the one taking care of them and the one who's watching over them. And so that has a lot to do as well, where um, that's why it's important to have friends who have the same vision. Yes. I'm sorry, as what you said where people who can understand where you're coming from and sort of be on the same, maybe not exactly the same path you're on, but like similar situations where you can trust that they they understand it. And even if they don't, that God's still taking care of them or he can, he can meet them yeah. in where they need to be met and that you don't have to do everything yourself. Because I think that's also where we do get drained. And that's what I experienced before where I was trying to like be there for everyone. <clears throat> and they were like, uh, what about you? Is, isn't there anyone that that's listening to you? And I would just shut that off because I wanted to be there for everyone. Then I also had to learn that I can't because I'm I'm not God. I'm not the one who can do everything yeah. and help everyone. So you can never be their source. Yeah. You will never be enough for them Mm -hmm. and God's the only one who can fill every gap and if we want to put ourselves in that place then that's kind of putting ourselves above God Mm -hmm. and we kind of have to put our feelings aside even though in our head we think it's for their benefit and for ours we have to remember to honor God and to be more like Christ in every situation and I remember probably about I don't know how long ago I was working every service. I was constantly giving out. I felt like I was fine. I was in my word. I was, you know, st- going out all the time, you know, doing the works of God and just just serving the body of Christ. And I sat down with some ministry friends of mine and they just kind of told me some things that they had noticed and they were like, "You know what? You need a you need a rest." And I was like, "What?" You know, like I, I am, I'm helping so many people. I am showing them how to be more like Christ and to get in their Bible. I was like, how is that not good? And they were like, if you don't rest and you don't take time to just fill yourself up, mm-hmm. not so that you can go to others just because you love the Lord, yeah, then your intentions aren't right in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because I think we have this thing of, I'm going to read my Bible in the morning. I'm going to come more like Christ so that I can do the works of the Lord and go out and start my ministry and make all these friends. Instead of, I'm going to wake up in the morning and read my Bible and I'm going to pray for my friends because I love the Lord. And I think it it ultimately just comes back to loving the Lord more than loving than loving the, yes yeah. loving the lord more than we love the respect that people can give us mm-hmm. and in not making them codependent i think is ultimately just that's just what it comes down to mm-hmm. you know i think i i recently either listened to it or read it where they were also uh the person who was speaking was also reminding us not to value the ministry above God or in in the way that you were saying where sometimes we're so into wanting to do things and ministry is not necessarily just for those things at the church building but it's like what we do 
um, yeah. daily lifestyle. So doing those things and wanting to do them above, as you said, wanting to just love God and just spend mm-hmm. time with Him, that's where we also have to be careful because mm-hmm. um, I think that's where it's also hard to say no to other people because we feel like, what if they think that I don't want to do this ministry or what if they think that me not being able to do this would lead to you know like there are some expectations and then it leads to these ideas of if you're not involved in this then are you like backsliding why are you taking exactly mm-hmm. well, obviously there are signs and there are things we should be careful of to not get used to or not to not get stagnant but as you said there are moments where we need to rest or maybe listen to the holy spirit and the new pacing that he has because sometimes like based on my experience i can be get i can get so excited to do certain things and to be in, involved in these things and then i'd end up as mentioned getting really tired and then i'd have mm-hmm. to shift my pace and perspective to see how he wants me to do it in a new way but without that rest without being still and knowing that he is God and and reading his word because we want to, we could miss out on what he's also trying to tell us about these things. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of saying no, just be, I think it's also down to just be loving and gentle in how you say it and not also like saying it in a mean way that they might think that you're trying to cut them off. But Mm -hmm. it's just trying to let them understand that I need this rest or I need this time to focus on work or studies or other certain things. I think as long as you take a second before you respond to a situation and being like, okay, Lord, is this how you want me to respond? Am I in the right attitude? Am I seeing this this situation or me responding to this person that I need to take time to rest through your eyes? And if you're coming through a point of like frustration or you're angry or you're just you're just exhausted and you just want to tell them, I think then you need to take a step back and kind of reevaluate yourself. And then once you get yourself in a point where you're not seeing it as you're against the person and you're just trying to respond how you're being led and you can be at peace no matter how the situation goes then you can respond. I think a lot of it's just evaluating yourself. What are my intentions to do this? Am I trying to honor Christ or is this out of frustration? And then responding when you get a piece about it. Yeah, it's basically the don't make big decisions when you're at the height or the of your feelings. Like when mm-hmm. you're too happy or too sad or too frustrated, don't make those kinds of of choices so you don't regret something or something won't um, sort of explode out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom says something to her woman's Bible study all the time and she says, let the emotions subside and then decide. My dad says, don't let your feelings control you or lead you. You control or lead your feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as the Bible says, the heart is deceitful. So if we continue to lean on our heart or as the world says to follow our heart, yeah, there might be a lot of extra drama that we we might get into that we don't need. And um, I think this also just depends on the person. 
and and the limits they have right like sometimes we we also need that relationship or need to talk with people and saying no too much could lead to isolating ourselves as well yeah mm-hmm. so i think this also depends as you said it's really a um a wise decision that's made not in a rush but through thoughtful thinking and wisdom because we also have to know if what we're doing as you said the intentions behind it if it's really for our own good or if we're thinking too much about ourselves or there's a a little pride issue going on so i think i think those were some points that i didn't also realize until you said it so thank you for saying that So there we have it. That was the first part of our conversation with Abigail. Once again, thank you, Abby, for coming on and sharing thoughts and revelations and reminders. To all of those listening, thank you so much. Know that there are quite a few more episodes to come that came out from this conversation I had with Abby. We didn't realize how long we talked until I started editing and realized how much we actually covered. So I hope that you enjoy this relationship Q&A series. And remember that I am blessed to bless. You are blessed to bless. We are all blessed to bless. Talk to you soon.